Hello and welcome. These conversations are all about living life with intention. I'm Stephanie Isabella, your host, and together we're going to talk about the different ways that you can add intention into your life, real, raw stories, and how adding intention to your life can also add a little bit of magic. So stay tuned. I'm so glad that you're here and press play today. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. I'm Stephanie Isabella, and I am super excited to dive into our topic, the truth about your beliefs today. Before we get started, I have a couple quick announcements slash housekeeping items to mention and just share with you. But then we're really going to dive into not only just limiting beliefs, but I also want to share kind of almost a formula of how our beliefs impact our world, how our beliefs impact our life, and where our power is with our beliefs, and what we really can do and can work with when it comes to what we believe. I'm also going to share a few little stories to help tie things together and really help you make meaning of this concept. So stay tuned right till the end because it is going to be a really impactful episode. This concept, this kind of formula-ish that I'm going to share with you near the end here is something that has been pivotal for me in my transformation of really um, stepping into my power, understanding my worth, understanding who I am and what I bring to the table and embodying that and taking action on it. So definitely stay tuned till the end. Okay, so let's start with a quick little housekeeping keeping tip here. If you've noticed the sound quality on this podcast a little bit different through this episode and the last episode, that's because I've lost my tripod. And in general, the sound quality for this podcast is only going to go up. (laughs) It can only go up from here. Um, I don't have a professional podcasting mic yet. Um, There's lots that I want to have, but here's one of the things that I've learned in life. If I wait until I'm ready, if I wait until everything is perfect, if I wait until I have all the little pieces that I need to take action, I won't take action. This is probably true for you also. I don't know whether you've realized it or not, but this is something that's true for many of us. So I like to go with moving forward, taking action, even if it's not perfect. So I know as this podcast grows, I'm going to get better audio. I'm going to get better at editing. I'm going to get better at lots of these things. So if you're hearing it echoey right now, I do apologize. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for understanding where I'm at in this podcast creation. And thank you for holding space for me to grow. It really does mean a lot. Okay, I also have a really exciting announcement. I am not going to give all the details of the announcement here today, but if you do want to make sure that you're the first to know really any announcement that I have, you're going to want to be part of the Living on Purpose Facebook community that I host. I'll post the link in the description below. That community is very similar in content to this podcast. However, it's a much more engaging place. I really strive to ask you questions that get you thinking, that get you really um, pondering your world in a different way and, and responding and interacting. And I post funny things also to lighten the mood sometimes too. So that's where you're going to want to be. And that's where I announce 
new things first. The second place you're going to want to be is on Instagram with me. I'm at stephanie.isabella underscore. I'll post the link for that below. And on Instagram, you, everyone on Instagram gets kind of the second announcement phase. So first I'm going to announce in the Living on Purpose community, and then I announce on my uh, Instagram, primarily Instagram stories and posts. So those are the places that you're going to want to be connected. My current clients, the ones inside my studio, or if you want to join my studio, that's always where I share things very, very, very first, because that's really the people that I'm working the closest with, the people that I'm talking to every single day. So you can kind of see as I have things to share, that's kind of my uh, methodology of, of who I share things with and how I get the word out. So really the people closest to me, the communities, and then out more to the larger public and, and social media in general. So with all of that being said, with some of that background information about where you can be so that you're always in the loop about what I have coming up, I have a couple hints for you about what is coming up next. Your hints are it's one weekend and four guest speakers. And I'm going to leave it at that for now. Again, I'm going to be announcing this probably near the end of this week. So depending on when you're listening to this, um, this will probably be released on April 21st, I'm anticipating. So a couple days after that is when I'm going to be really launching this announcement and bringing it to the table and going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. There are limited seats. So definitely if this sounds interesting, if you're into community, if you're into making connections, if you like the idea of some sort of a weekend event and some guest speakers, yes, this is all virtual, um, then you're definitely going to want to make sure that we are connected in the online space. Okay, there is our announcement and housekeeping kind of out of the way. Let's dive into today's episode the truth about your beliefs. So we're going to start with limiting beliefs because I feel like limiting beliefs are a term that many of us are familiar with. And if you're not, I'm going to just briefly elaborate on that term so that we all kind of have a working definition to move from. So limiting beliefs are essentially beliefs that are limiting us from getting to where we want to go. So it's not a black and white, this belief is a limiting belief and that belief is not a limiting belief. I might hold a belief that for you would be a limiting belief because it would limit you from getting to where you want to go. But for me, I might not want to get to go where you want to go and so that belief won't limit me. So it's very subjective, it's very relative, it's very personal um, and a lot of quote doing the work is addressing our limiting beliefs. But I want to share a perspective that maybe isn't a popular perspective, but I really do believe to be true. Our limiting beliefs are not something that we are ever going to completely get rid of. And often in kind of the personal development world, it's I, I hear these conversations about, okay, I, I tackled this limiting belief, now I'm onto this one. I tackled this one, now I'm onto this one. And almost this discouragement when a new limiting belief arises or when an old limiting belief that we feel like we addressed resurfaces. And the reality is, is that we are human. We are meant to be limited in some ways 
because we are human. We are meant to make mistakes. We are meant to fall down. We are meant to feel black sometimes. We are not meant to always, always be completely unlimited or unrestricted. From my perspective, if that were our reality, we wouldn't be living in human form on this earth. I believe then we would be a much higher being. So as we're human, we have to recognize and maybe shift our expectations that limiting beliefs are something that we can work on, are something that can make a big difference when we really shift and change the way that we think and see them. But they're not something to feel discouraged or upset or like we failed because we have them. Okay, so shifting that expectation to eradicating limiting beliefs to just knowing that you're going to be continuously working on these beliefs that limit you for your life. That's part of living. That's part of being human. That's part of growing. That's part of developing. That's part of creating the life that you know you truly want and desire. Okay, Um, here's another perspective that also might not be super popular about limiting beliefs. When we only focus on our limiting beliefs and shifting our limiting beliefs, we're really saying to the universe, to God, I see these limiting beliefs. Um, I'm focused on these limiting beliefs. My mind, my time, my energy is on these limiting beliefs. And when we do that, we're really saying, hey, God, bring me more limiting beliefs. Right? I don't know if you've heard this kind of uh, perspective, but... God and the universe don't hear, I don't want this. They don't hear the negative. They hear the energy that you're putting out there. So if you're talking about your limiting beliefs all the time and you're focused on finding your limiting beliefs and you're focused on really working on those limiting beliefs a lot, you're probably going to find more limiting beliefs and you're probably going to have a lot of them. So it's, it's really a balancing act in finding what's right for you with doing the work with recognizing that you're never going to be completely finished doing the work and with recognizing that you can work on your limiting beliefs, you can make changes, make shifts without allowing it to be your only focus. You also want to focus on your accomplishments, on celebrating what changes you did make, on basking in that energy of joy and celebration and accomplishment and doing that with other people. That's kind of the the kind of balancing act there with focusing on your limiting beliefs and focusing on your ability to overcome and to achieve and to step into your power. Okay. Okay. Those are my kind of two cents on limiting beliefs that I wanted to start this episode with. And now I want to share a little story with you. And I've thought about sharing this story many, many many times over the three-ish years that I've been in this online space. Um, and I, I'm, it just feels like it's going to fit today. <laughs> so here it is. It's a, a little story, but it really changed my perspective. And it's something that stuck out with me for, gosh, probably, I want to say this was almost 10 years ago. And it really shook my perspective on my views and my beliefs and really opened my eyes to other people's views and beliefs also. So (laughs) this story, I don't feel like it necessarily paints me in the best light, which may be why I haven't shared it yet. So just bear with me. 
I was working with a friend and we were chatting and this guy walked into our workplace and we both started checking him out. And I said to her, <laughs> yes, I said this. I said, he would be super hot if he cut his hair. And so this guy is like, he has like this decent beard going on, like full beard. And then this long hair and like ripped muscles. Just like he, he looked really good. <laughs> yes, I'm totally talking about how a guy was looking and uh, like, yes, his beard. And <laughs> if he cut his hair, then he would be cute. That was my perspective. And my friend said, oh, I love his hair. If he cut off his beard or trimmed his beard, then he'd be hot. And I looked at her and she looked at me and we realized we both just weren't seeing this person as a person, quite frankly, but that's not my point right now. My point was we both looked at this person and in our own eyes, in our own perspective, and our own ways, saw different things. Okay? I'm going to leave that story there, and I'm going to share one more kind of perspective on beliefs here before I get into the formula-ish, formula-ish, of our beliefs. So, before, I would say now where I'm at in my life, I have done a lot of healing in my relationship to my body. So if you were to say to me today, Stephanie, you look fat. Or even Stephanie, you look fat as blank. I have to like check a little explicit content button <laughs> if there's swearing in this podcast. So I'm going to leave it as a blank for this. But if you said, Stephanie, you are fat as blank, I would not feel offended right now. I would honestly feel like you probably have some body image issues of your own. I would probably feel like you're having a bad day. I would probably feel like your perspective of me doesn't really matter because I feel confident in my body. I feel comfortable in my body. I feel healthy in my body. I feel strong in my body. And I don't really care if you think that I am fat as you know. But before I did my whole healing journey with my relationship with my body, I just supposed to have my whole healing journey. And then I caught myself because it's not done. <laughs> For sure not done. I know I'm going to go through more phases. I'm going, know I'm going to go through more changes and I know I'm going to continue to heal my relationship with my body. It's a lifelong thing. But before I really focused and committed to this years ago, um, I'll try to give you a ballpark here. I want to say about eight years ago or so, I had a boyfriend who did tell me that I was fat as you know. Now, clearly that was an unhealthy relationship to be in. And so there's been lots of healing since that. But I believed him. I believed him that I was fat. I believed him that nobody would want to be with me because I was fat. I believed him when he said I was disgusting because I was fat. I believed the way that he attached my worth to my body shape, 
to my body, to what it looked like, to what it felt like. I believed it. I don't believe that anymore. And even the closest people in my life, if they were to call me fat today, I don't believe it. And so the only difference, quite frankly, from eight years ago to today, not really the number on the scale, maybe 10 pounds-ish different, maybe. The difference is my belief. The difference is the way that I view it, the way I think about it, the way I feel about it, the actions that I take as a result of this belief. The actions that I took as a result of the belief that I did agree with my ex that, yeah, you know, I am fat. Yeah, nobody would want me. Yeah, I'm disgusting. Those actions were to hide, were to feel shame, were to yo-yo diet, were to shame myself into exercising, were to feel shame and guilt when I would eat treats, were to feel unmotivated to make any changes because I believed that my worth was attached to how my body looked. Today, I don't believe that. And so my actions are very different. And so if you told me today, Stephanie, you're fat, I don't believe that I have any less value or any less worth. I don't believe that I will feel shame eating treats. I don't believe that I need to shame myself into exercising to try to change that. I don't believe any of it. So how do these beliefs shift? I think this clearly illustrates that we can change our beliefs, that our beliefs can shift, that we can mold and adapt and grow them. But what's the big picture of our beliefs and their impact on our life? How does it really work? How does it really unravel and unfold? And if we see something in our life that we don't really necessarily want anymore or like or want to continue, how do we stop it from happening or how do we change how it happens? Often what we focus on is, um, I'm going to use the example of smoking because I think it is a very tangible example, although I also recognize that this is diving into addictions and I don't mean this to be a full example or like quote cure for addictions. My point is just that I think this is a tangible example. Okay. So if you are smoking and you want to stop smoking, we often focus on the action. So you're smoking, you want to stop smoking. That's the action. But if we really peel it back and we really, really look at what's going on, we find out that there's a belief fueling this action. And so I've been curious, Um, I've been asking people who have quit smoking, what changed for you? And the responses that I've received, this is not a scientific research study or anything like that, this is just my curiosity. The responses that I've received as to what changed, what actually made you change this action in your life, I find out that the belief changed. And maybe it's the belief that smoking is comfort. Maybe it's the belief that, well, I have kids and now I want to be healthy and and live long for them. Whatever that belief is, the belief can be so many different things. 
but at the end of the day, it can lead to a change in action. Again, I'm using this as a tangible example. If quitting smoking is something that you want to do, please do a lot more research. Please go a lot deeper than just listening to my thoughts on beliefs and actions here. But I I wanted to use that example to really just show you that the action is not necessarily always the thing that we need to change or work on. And in fact, when we do that, so another example that I think is also very tangible, um, eating healthy, quote, healthy. That's something that I hear often. Um, People come, they want to join my studio, and in my studio we work on fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and they say that they want to change their eating habits, change the way that they eat. And the people who I see focus on changing the actions without diving into the beliefs behind the actions are not successful. Frankly, they're not. They are the people who join, are active for a little bit, and then kind of disappear. Yes, there are exceptions. Of course, there are exceptions. But in general, this is the pattern that I've seen. The people who join and say, I want to change this action. I want to eat healthier and eat better. And then dig into the deep inner work that I hold space for and offer support for and and really allow people to work on changing their beliefs. That's typically when I see people be successful. And that's why I put so much energy and effort into the studio that I host. It's also the space that I created my change and that I've been on my healing journey in. And like I said, that's the space where I share the big exciting things first because those are the people that I work the closest with. And I've seen that when the beliefs change, the actions change. So let's get into this formula-ish here. (laughs) So essentially through our day-to-day from the, I was going to say the moment that we were born, but Honestly, I would argue it happens even before we're born, but for sake of argument and for ease of explaining, let's say from the moment you're born, you start to retain information, conscious and subconscious. You cry, a parent comes over, soothes you. Okay, so consciously you're seeing when you cry, somebody comes and soothes you. Okay. Of course, this changes and evolves and transforms over your life. Um, I am turning 30 in a couple months. And when I cry, people do not run over and soothe me anymore like when I was a baby. But you can see how we start to pull things in both consciously and subconsciously. Maybe as a kid, you have conscious memories of maybe your parents saying, I love you. And so you start to pull that in right? And we're always pulling in everything that we hear and we're trying to make meaning of it. And as we try to make meaning of it, our conscious and our subconscious mind start to formulate our beliefs, start to intertwine and paint a picture for a base in which we can formulate a belief. So some beliefs that I'm really working on right now are around money and my mindset around money. So I'm looking at consciously and subconsciously what are the things that I've learned, heard, experienced, felt around money? 
where did these things come from so that I can see how the picture and belief of money that I have was painted because it comes from our conscious and our subconscious mind working together to formulate this belief. Okay, so that's the first phase. Our subconscious and conscious mind formulate our belief. Then our beliefs dictate our thoughts, our feelings, and those ultimately impact and influence the actions that we take in our life. And the actions that we take in our life become our life. It becomes like a storybook of your life. If you were to sit down and tell me your life from, you know, the time you were born until now, whatever parts you remember, you're going to be filled with a lot of actions, events. This happened, that happened. It was like this. And, and you're, it's, it's very action focused, right? That is our life. But that external show of our life, the actions that we've taken, they don't happen by accident. They happen because of our feelings and our thoughts, which are based on our beliefs, which are based on what we hear from our conscious and subconscious mind. So for example, as I'm working on rewriting my beliefs around money, I am looking at not only consciously and subconsciously what I've heard, but, but how does it, how did I feel, right? That comes after our beliefs, our thoughts and our feelings. How do these beliefs make me feel? And if I hold a belief, like money doesn't grow on trees, Stephanie, who's heard that one before? <laughs> I think that's a belief that is a common one that many of us have heard consciously or subconsciously tucked away into our mind and believe money doesn't grow on trees. But that belief makes me feel like there's not enough. That belief makes me feel like it's hard to come by money. That belief doesn't just make me feel like logically money doesn't grow on trees. That belief makes me feel like there's not enough money in this world. And so what I do have, I need to kind of keep safe and and always make sure that I know where my next money is coming from. And it has to be coming from places that require more work than just plucking it off a tree. Okay, so, so do you kind of see that pattern there? The beliefs, the thoughts, and the feelings. And if I approach a belief that makes me think or feel differently than I want to think or feel, again, this is why having a clear picture of what you do want in your life and, and who you do want to be in your life is really helpful. So if I check that belief, my feelings and my thoughts about it to who I'm working towards becoming or who I quite frankly believe I already am and just kind of shedding the layers that aren't that person, is this still a belief that I want to keep? Do I really want to believe that money doesn't grow on trees? And yes, I'm using a very, maybe almost outrageous example because I'm going to tell you that what if I believe that money does grow on trees? First off, there is legitimately a tree called a money tree. Second off, I can put money on trees. Third off, I could do a scavenger hunt and hide money in trees. Like there's so many ways that I could act to change this belief. 
that I can pull from my conscious and subconscious mind and fuel them with new information to change this belief. So one of the things that I am doing to change my beliefs and my views around money is I'm taking a program and a course from my coach and my mentor. And I think I've probably mentioned her a time or two. Her name is Michelle Gad, and we just wrapped up a course all about money and our mindset. And that's one of the ways that I'm, quote, doing the work on my beliefs around money, surrounding myself so that con- with other people having this conversation, so that consciously I'm hearing new approaches, new thoughts, new perspectives. Subconsciously, those are stewing in my mind and then allowing to kind of pull in different examples. So what this really looks like is consciously I'm, I'm doing the work and I'm finding examples and I'm listening and I'm engaging in conversations, but then as I go to sleep and, and wake up, my mind is still subconsciously really looking and pulling examples through my life of when I might have found this new information to be true. And then I also am doing a meditation series right now, the Kirtan Kriya, which I am a huge fan of. I've done it a few times. I'm doing a 40-day series right now, and I feel like I am on day... 25 to 30 ish right now, (laughs) something like that. Anyways, this specific meditation series, meditation in general, but this specific one has lots of research behind it. And I liked that. Um, It really works to intertwine your conscious and your subconscious mind and really get them talking and communicating with each other. So when we can recognize the way that our beliefs make us feel, recognize the thoughts that come from our beliefs and check it with ourselves and go, is this a belief that I want to hold? As real as this belief may sound, you do have the power to change this belief at any point in your life. That's where bringing in your subconscious and your conscious mind by fueling it with alternative perspectives, by fueling it with people who are having the conversations that are in line with the beliefs that you do want to hold can really help. The action is the outcome. The action is almost like the side effect of all of this deep belief work. But I can tell you since I've been doing things like this with myself, um, not self-consciousness, confidence, my self-confidence. Since I've been doing this with my self-confidence and with just kind of so many things, like I can think of so many things that I've really been doing this deep belief work with, the action is a side effect. The action comes and it's not something that is forced because the work is done on the subconscious and conscious level working with your beliefs working with reframing them. So now I'm going to tie in from what we were talking about at the beginning. When I was talking about limiting beliefs, you can hear that that belief that money doesn't grow on trees is a limiting belief. So instead of focusing on eradicating this belief and getting rid of this belief, the approach that I prefer is to replace the belief with something positive, with something energizing, with something that's going to help me move forward. So rather than training my subconscious and conscious mind to believe that that belief that money grows on trees is wrong, I want to say to God, I want this, 
I want to focus on this belief and I want more of this belief. Okay, so I can rewrite it as money does grow on trees or this is my favorite. This is the one that I am using often. Money is energy and I am energy. And I love that idea. I love that concept. I think it's very true. There's nothing in my subconscious mind that's saying that can't be true. Whereas does money grow on trees? Yeah, that that will take a lot more subconscious work. So you can see how there's different approaches. There's different ways to do this. There's different levels that you can go to. And that's why there is no kind of black and white answer here. It is all personal. It is all unique. And changing the actions, which is your life. Remember, that is your life. The outward expression of you are your actions. It all starts from your subconscious and conscious mind and the beliefs that it formulates. So if our life is a story of our actions, don't you think it would serve you really well to be intentional about your beliefs. Because my friend, that is how you will live life on purpose. If you're always focused on the action and changing the action, you're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel burnt out. You're not going to see as much long-term success as you could. But when you focus on the root, when you focus on rewiring, on rewriting, on changing your programming, that's when you live life purposefully, even when you don't feel motivated to show up. Okay, that is our episode today. I am so glad that you tuned in. Thank you so much for being here. If you are a new listener, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. If you're a returning listener, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to press play listen and lots of you have been messaging me and commenting that you're really enjoying these podcasts so thank you thank you for that I'm always curious to know who is listening and who is around and with that thanks for coming see you next time and may God bless you